Hello, everyone. This is Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. I'm your host, Chuck Go, Senior Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of the podcast, we have Alex Rose, Director of Digital Communication at Magellan Health. Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So first off, I've been during the pandemic, I've always wanted to check in on people. So Alex, how are you and the people you care about doing during the pandemic? We're doing good. Uh, yeah, as, as best as can be expected. I think uh, like everybody else uh, on planet Earth, we're a little stir crazy at this point, but uh, it's been a wild year for us. We, actually, we welcomed my, uh, my second uh, child um, this year at the height of the pandemic here in, in Connecticut. So um, he was born in a hospital on lockdown uh, with an army base set up in the parking lot. <laughs> um, as, as my wife reminded me today, uh, um, on the worst day of the pandemic numbers in, in Connecticut. Um, so at, at its very peak. So it's, it's been a, a little interesting welcoming him to the world in a very different world from, from what we normally experience. But um, I, I gotta say, we, we are doing very well. And you know we've been very lucky in, in regards to how this has affected us. Well, certainly he will have stories to share and he will probably grow <laughs> tired as he gets older of hearing you and your wife share the stories of him. It reminds me of the people that were born during like the blizzard of 78 and you hear this <laughs> drama around it. Um, but it's, much, great to yeah. hear that, it's great to hear that everybody's doing well. And, you know, with Magellan Health being in healthcare, um, how is the organization holding up? Obviously, you said being in Connecticut and East Coast, feeling that initial surge before probably the rest of the country did, and now experiencing this as we all have with these recent surges. How's the organization doing? Uh, again, I think I think we're doing well. Um, it, it was a uh, very fast um, set of events that were happening this spring. Um you know, uh, uh, we were talking about this uh, a, a while back uh, internally about the scale of what we had to do. But we're we're a national company. We have offices all over the the company of uh, the country. And um, start of the pandemic, um, we were about forty percent work from home. Um, so it wasn't unheard of. Like we had some infrastructure in place for work from home, but uh, we were not a, a work from home company. You know, and and. Uh, in less than a week, uh, we went to being 90% plus work from home, um, which, I mean, shout out to our IT and HR teams. <laughs> they, they did an incredible job of, of just getting us up and running. And then, you know, being a healthcare company, we have a, a, a bit of an advantage over uh, you know, a lot of companies in that if we need to get sort of medical advice or if our CEO needs to like you know, ask a doctor's opinion. I think he pretty much leans backwards in his chair and shouts outside his office door because there's about five sitting right there. Um, you know, we have a we have an amazing uh, clinical team who have been advising the whole company as we've gone through. So, you know, one of the things that we we stuck with was working from home. When I think a lot of companies went back and have now had to, you know, um, go back to working from home as it's as it's we've had this second wave. Um, we never did that. We, you know, we continued to to isolate and, and stay from stay working at home, which is which has been very successful. And, and in fact, in some cases, we've made those changes permanently. And it happened to me. Um, the office I was working in is has closed, um, but we're all still here. Uh, we're all working through, uh, you know, Zoom and through Social Course. And uh, it's been, I think, as smooth a transition as any of us could possibly have hoped for. 
So for those who might not be familiar with who Magellan Health is, give us the quick pitch on, on the company. <laughs> so uh, we are a health insurance uh, company, uh, effectively. Um, we tend to specialize in uh, things like behavioral health and um, you know, specialty health, um, pharmacy benefits management. Um, so we may not be the, the first person that people hear of. In many cases, they have our services through a different health insurance provider. Um, but ba our basic pitch is uh, we take all the most difficult parts of, you know, healthcare mm. uh, and take care of it for, for other companies. Yeah, as I've chatted with other communicators uh, during this pandemic, it seemed like communicators that were closest to healthcare or in healthcare were the most prepared when it came to changing communication and changing plans. So how did Magellan Health's 2020 plans change beyond simply working from home? Yeah. But what, what was supposed to happen and now didn't happen or what has happened as a result of? <laughs> so, uh, and this is probably familiar even outside of healthcare, um, that, that beautiful calendar of messaging that we put together in 2019 uh, for this year, yeah, that got thrown out <laughs> pretty much. That was gone. Um, I think we got through what, one, one, one quarter, maybe half a quarter of that before we realized, yeah, you know, things have to change. Um, again, we, we have clinicians on staff um, and uh, they really rose to the occasion for us. So we were literally getting clinicians to do like videos explaining, you know, like uh, even the basics at the start, like what is coronavirus? I mean, most people, if they'd heard of it, it was, you know, a, a tiny bit of print on the back of like a Lysol bottle or something like that. Um, you know, talking about masks, talking about the importance of um, social distancing, things like that. Um, so we switched quite quickly to, um, producing a series of videos and then articles. Um, and then we could actually share that burden with our marketing team and our external communications, um, crew, um, which I mean, also includes me, uh, <laughs> I, I do both internal and external. Um, and so we were sharing that content, you know, with our clients, um, with our individual members, you know, people who, you know, utilize, uh, Magellan health, like insurance services and things like that. Um, and then uh, our employees. So, you know, that was like the big shift that we had in terms of what we were going to say. And we had all these beautiful things that we're going to talk about. And hopefully we'll talk about some of them in 2021. Um, it was much more important to talk about, you know, um, the, the epidemic and, and what was going on and, and really explaining out a very complex set of circumstances Having said that, you know, we're still um, a large company. Um, we still have earnings calls, town halls, uh, product launches. Um, you know, the world kept ticking as well. So part of our challenge was really trying to weave those two things together, um, which hopefully we did successfully. Um, I think we did. Um, and try and, you know, integrate, you know, that thought leadership and that guidance from our clinical staff into really everything that we do while keeping the lights on and, and keeping everything going and more, more than keeping the lights on, you know, keeping ourselves, you know, prospering and, and, and growing. So it was, it was a challenge. Um, I, I would love to revisit uh, what I thought I was going to be doing in 2019 and uh, <laughs> see how, how few boxes I checked off. But uh, I think, I think it, was a, it was a success nonetheless. Yeah, I'll be curious if there's any pet projects that got shelved by communicators that they now revisit. Or have there been new projects that have, that have popped up as a result of, of us all going through this new sort of critical communication out there? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from our perspective, this coincided with us making some changes to our internal communications, um, you know, and in many ways, that was probably a blessing in disguise. I mean, you hate to really say anything positive about uh, the pandemic or 2020 in general, I think for most mm -hmm. people. Um, but, uh, you know, it really made us play some bets in terms of what we were doing in terms of communications. Um, but it also gave us um, some strong opportunities to kind of demonstrate what we were doing and why it was important. And that our thinking, our, our sort of 2019 so hypothetical thinking uh, was actually right. Um, I don't know that I'd always want to throw anything through a stress test like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, you know, it definitely folded in, I think, quite well with what we had been thinking we should be doing. And uh, I suppose the best way to, to find something out is to go out there and try it. So, No, no. Uh, one of the things, the, the organization conducted surveys yes. with employees to find out about what their interests were and what their needs were. So what was the impetus behind doing the surveys? What did you find out? What were the results? And did it lead to some of those changes you just talked about? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, my background's in external comms. Um, and uh, as is, as is uh, my, my boss, Lily. Um, and, uh, you know, due to uh, some changes in staff and things like that, uh, Lily ended up taking over the uh, internal comms at, at Magellan as well. Um, and uh, we took a look at things. And what we found essentially was, and I think this is probably true of, quite a lot of places is that organically over time, we're a very big company. Um, different parts of the company had picked up different methods of communicating. And in the here and now that often was working quite well. Um, you know, in, inside an organization, you always have silos and inside those silos, things were running pretty smoothly. One of the things that we were seeing and we were, we were hearing in um, feedback uh, from employees was outside of those silos, people were really struggling to find what, what the company message was, what was going on. Um, and we're very privileged in that we have actually a, a team at Magellan that specializes in this kind of survey. Um, so we went to them and said, please help. You know, like, <laughs> let, let's find out what's going on. So we surveyed all, we have about 10,000 employees. We surveyed all 10,000 employees. Um, and Basically, we just asked them, you know, we had different communication platforms. Uh, one was Social Chorus, which we'd been using for a couple of years. Um, one was a product from um, Facebook. Um, and then um, one was probably the one that everyone uses the most, which was Outlook email. Um, and we had, you know, a significant number of people who were just operating in, in Outlook, maybe augmenting that a little bit with like Teams or, or like a chat tool or something like that to try and spread the message. The net result of what we found was there was a lot of confusion. Um, and uh, there were a lot of folks who had very strong opinions about different tools. Um, some people love um, a sort of social media experience. Um, you know, they really like to create their own content to be like the input. Um, some people, just hate that experience, you know, like they, they, they don't treat it as something serious. Um, and then so many people that we heard from were just like, I don't have time. I'm, I'm busy. I'm stressed out. I don't have time to go to somewhere. Can you just email me when, when you're ready? Um, I think the challenge that 
it rose was, well, how do you, how do you do that? You know, if your survey is telling you, I both love and hate social media, it's hard to commit to a social media platform. Um, if people are saying they both love and hate email, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, find a platform in the middle. Um, the net net of this is we decided to consolidate everything down onto um, social chorus. We, we call Magellan now our, our Magellan now platform. Um, and it was really, I mean, the, the net net was what do people want? They want everything. Um, and that's kind of what Magellan now does. I mean, we have a web experience, we have a mobile app. Um, it's our email program. Um, and if people want to have a social experience, we let them do that. We have social channels, we have commenting, you know, we have, um, spaces where they can contribute their own content. Um, so we made that decision, uh, I think about a week before the pandemic really like, <laughs> uh, came in. So, um, yeah, since about, uh, June, um, we have been consolidating everything down progressively into um, working purely through Social Chorus on our Magellan Now platform. And, and so driving this, you know, consolidated digital employee experience, you know, how, how have you felt that efficiency or how has that benefited others in your organization now with, with there being that one platform where everything's going versus does it go over here? Does it fit over here? What is it over here? How, how has that helped the team? Um, efficiency is, is like the key word. Um, so I think our biggest challenge was we have 10,000 employees. Our communications team for internal comms is four people. Um, so the, the, what I was describing before, if we had a key message, the administrative work to deliver that key message is enormous. Um, you know, we were working on social chorus. We were um, working on our Facebook product. Um, we were creating emails in a separate program. Uh, we were having to reach out and do talking points, things like that, um, to make sure that that message was getting out accurately. And in some cases, the accuracy is, is extremely important. I mean, obviously, healthcare, we are a regulated industry. Um, you know, we're also, we're a publicly, um, you know, traded company, like, like we, you can't be ambiguous about some things like they have to get the exact wording out. Um, so, you know, it was a challenge. So creating a message was really, you were creating five or six messages to get out there. Um, being able to consolidate that down to truly having the experience where one of our comms employees can write an article it publishes to the web, it publishes to the app, it publishes, um, we use uh, content amplifiers in some of our um, internal portals and things like that. It publishes there. Um, it quickly turns either automatically or with very little intervention into an email that we can send out to our, you know, our inbox loving friends. Um, and, uh, you know, on occasion, we've even, you know, had done a push notification to go along with it. Um, and being able to do that in one consolidated place um, with still, it amazes me, uh, surprisingly few clicks uh, to get all of that out there. Uh, it allows us as a communications team to focus not on administrative work, um, but on you know working with leadership on what should messages be, working with our partners around the um, company to make sure that we are doing everything that we need to in terms of messaging around, you know, compliance, like regulatory compliance or a security. 
Um, which again, as a healthcare company, it's extremely important that we're on top of those things, um, you know, both from uh, personal health information and then just regular sort of IT security, um, where obviously we could be a target of, of you know, um, security incidents and things like that. So we just have to be very, very careful. We've got some great partners. And really in the last six months, we've been able to focus on working with them as opposed to sitting in Excel and trying to create email lists with like excluding certain groups because they were using something else and, and the, the number of headaches that we've had have just sort of disappeared. Well, that's, that's awesome to hear. I mean, that's exactly what we want is the comms team to be more facilitating communication and driving outcomes and not always focused on the outputs. And, and something I'm curious about is, you know, when you, when you did this survey, Obviously, employees told you whether they love the social media aspect or they hated the social media, social media yep. aspect. But you know, what were some of the things that you learned about employees during the pandemic that maybe you know the survey, like you said, was done before, but what have you learned about the, the culture and the employees at Magellan Health during this difficult time? Um, <laughs> well, we know what everybody's living room looks like now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, actually on that note, seriously though, um, I think one of the, one of the things that we have learned is sort of how resilient, um, our employees are, um, and how able they are to rise to the occasion. Um, one of our like core values as a company, and if you go to like MagellanHealth.com or, or go to our career site, you'll see us talk about this. Um, is what we call work-life flow. And it has always been like a key attribute about being a Magellan employee and being part of this team, uh, which is this sort of idea that real life happens. Um, and, you know, we work, work around it. Um, so we try and make sure that employees feel supported. They're able to carry on with both their work life and their home life, that they're equally important. Um, and, you know, it's something that, Magellan has always been good about, um, and uh, so we, when we, we were sort of mapping out our values, that was one that people really gravitated to, and you know we did that as an, as an internal process. Um, what's been amazing to see is, and I, I hope all companies can say this, but and I know that that's probably not true, that not all companies can say this, is that it's not just a slogan on on our website that that this has worked really well um you know schools closed daycare centers closed you know all of a sudden people were working at home where they didn't have a dedicated space to work from home you know their children are around um and you know i think in in you know maybe a lesser company and a company that was was struggling with that concept more you could see just everything coming off the rails and, and it really hasn't um, in the, we've managed to work it out. Um, you know, having um, to give everybody a crash course and like, how do you zoom um, and, you know, uh, getting folks set up with, you know, home computers and things like that. Uh, I've been amazed and, and, and just so impressed with how well, you know, 10,000 people have suddenly changed their lives around and accommodated all of this, you know, external stress on top of their workload. Um, it's it's really been incredible to work, and I, I think it is is is. I'm very proud of it. Um, you know, to be in a culture like this, it just it doesn't just happen. You know, it really does take a lot of work. Uh, and I think 
one of the things that's just been amazing to see over the last, you know, sort of 10 months is that like work really pay off. Um, it's really been remarkable. So it's, it's been a wild ride, but I, I think we're doing well. When you mentioned that, that work-life flow, and obviously that, that speaks to employees who are already ingrained in the Magellan Health culture. Yeah. I've also learned that, and I, I love creative use cases of how to use internal comms and the social course platform in, in creative ways, that Magellan now is a key part of onboarding yeah. new employees. So, so talk about the idea behind that and how you set that up. Yeah. So um, I actually, I love this program. <laughs> it's uh, so I, I sort of own the, the you know, Magellan now platform. And, you know, one of the things that we saw in our, in our survey, particularly from newer employees is it had sort of fallen out of the orientation process. Um, so, you know, I, it hadn't had an owner for a little while, I think. And, um, you know, it, we were talking to new employees and they were like, okay, this sounds great. What is Magellan now? Where do I go? How do I get there? And so it was, it was clear that we needed to sort of be more um, upfront with new employees and talk about this process. But I mean, I've mentioned before, we're, we're a healthcare company. When you join Magellan, you have to go through a number of training and orientations. Um, you know, we have to talk to you about HIPAA. We have to talk to you about, you know, security, you know, you, you have to learn all of our systems. Um, if, you know, after 2020, maybe we go back to offices, you know, you got to learn where the break room is and like how to clock in and on all of that. I really didn't want to do like another orientation where it's like, hi, I'm Alex. You know, this is the communications platform. Let me sit you down for an hour and show you how it works. Like I, I very much feel like if we've working that way, it's not working, you know, it's, it's not a good platform. Um, so we knew we had to do something to get people on board. At the same time, um, we had a new department um, at Magellan, um, which is our onboarding sort of coaching team. Um, and so when you join Magellan, um, you end up with uh, one of our coaches who basically guides you through your first few months of employment to make sure that you're settled in well and you have everything you need and, and everything's working well for you. So uh, we actually, we worked with Social Chorus. They helped us um, put together uh, a special onboarding campaign. So that coach's content is sent through automatic emails um, over the first eight weeks. Um, so it automates an awful lot of work for the coaches. They don't have to you know, be sending the same email over and over again. Um, and for us in communications, we love it because it's a great way to teach people how to use Magellan now organically um, without making them sit through another orientation session, you know? Uh, so the, so the goal is they start getting these emails, they start seeing the content, you know, it gives them the opportunity to go and explore that content and that they can learn that they can find all of the content they want at any time that they need in the web experience, which again, folds back into that sort of work-life flow thing, you know, maybe eight, 30 a.m. on a Monday morning is not the best time for you to be getting this critical information. You can get it at any time. You don't need to wait for emails. You don't need to um, only experience, you know, the communications from leadership in that way. You can go in and get any time. And uh, it, it's paying off. So we're seeing that. We're seeing that retention um, in our users. We've been growing over the last, um, oh gosh, six, seven months now. Um, and uh, we're getting people to come back organically and, we also do um, 
a, a weekly automated email that we send out, which has all of our top stories in it. And uh, what's been really nice to see over the last few months is um, at the start of that, our email was far and away the number one uh, source of viewers in, um, in uh, our experience. Uh, but over the last few, few months, our web experience has been creeping up and up and up um, until they're about equal, which I think means we are just retaining those people. They're, they're learning to come back to the web experience. And when they're there, they're clicking through and reading things. So we've actually seen our readership get up to its highest level that it's ever been that we've been able to measure it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Because I was thinking you've got to be getting some great data out of this onboarding stuff. Because as you shared, it's one thing that's teaching them about the organization and they're getting this information from these onboarding coaches, but then they get the data around, you know, how, how long they're sticking around and what they're coming back for is, is great. So we, we've seen that obviously comms has benefited from Magellan now, and now onboarding has been strengthened through Magellan now. How have you empowered other parts of the business to sure. take advantage of Magellan now and how have they benefited from it? Yeah. Um, so we really have, been sort of campaigning to other departments in the last few months now that we've got ourselves set up and settled uh and we're starting to see that uh first with our benefits team so uh you know it's, it's come to the end of the year it's benefits season um and uh we switched all of our benefits comms uh to using social chorus um this year so we're working with them um you know one of the key things i love about that is uh, we're able to use initiatives to tie everything together uh, so we're really at the end of this for the first time, we're actually going to be able to provide like a holistic set of data as to how their campaign did internally, like what percentage of people saw it, what percentage interacted with it, you know, through whatever medium um, that, that they want. Uh, and then hopefully next year, we'll be able to custom tailor things even more now that we have that sort of foundation of data to work from uh, to give them. And I think they're probably our most important uh, customer internally, um, you know, their work, uh, is going to be our busiest months. I think every year we're going to get the highest level of interaction just because of the nature of, of benefits. Uh, so that data is, is truly invaluable. And, um, uh, the initiative concept, which ties everything together, I, I think is a phenomenal way of, of doing it. Um, similarly, you know, we've been working with um, our IT folks and um, our security and compliance folks. Um, and part of that is just broadcasting their messages. And I think we now can say we have the fastest and most efficient tool for communicating with all of our employees. Um, so for our IT folks, very often that's just for real life stuff. You know, um, maybe there's a security issue. We need to do a quick update or um, we've got like a system outage or like a VPN outage or something. They just need to send a note. You know, we've given them the ability to pretty much instantly uh, alert everybody. Um, similarly, you know, they were a very outlook um, focused uh, group at the start, um, which inevitably ends up in a scenario where they were having to send multiple uh, messages for the same issue. So, um, you know, they would come up with a fix and then they would need to amend that and they'd have to send messages, which if you're relying on inboxes for people to find the right message and do the right things is hazardous. Um, so one of the things they've been able to do is switch that to using articles on Magellan now, um, which means we can quickly erase anything that needs to be updated and put in the new information. Um, and when folks start clicking on those old links, it always takes them to the right information. Um, 
Uh, and then similarly with our security and, and compliance folks, you know, sometimes they need to send an alert, you know, and then they work with us all through the year to make sure that we're aware of threats to the company. Um, they, you know, they test us to make sure that we're not um, exposing the company to threats, things like that. So we're actually starting to take advantage of smart campaigns, um, especially the sort of mandatory read button that we can put into articles. Just to say, let's just make sure that not only are people seeing these articles, that they're actually paying attention to them, they're actually interacting with them. Because for us, in, in a, as a regulated company, it's, it's critically important that they do so. So more of that to come. Uh, we're really just getting started. Um, but you know, really, this is sort of the first time I've been able to very confidently go to people and say, listen, I have the tools and the data that you need. Here's how we can help. Um, so we're very excited about what we're going to be doing over the next couple of months. Yeah, it's cool to hear you talk about initiatives. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of initiatives in the product because, again, it focuses more on the outcomes. What's the impact we've had versus just the outputs? What have we sent? What have people clicked on? You're able to, to bring all that together. And then, and then you mentioned the benefits team. I do find it somewhat... Uh, humorous, I think, to think of an insurance company going through their own open <laughs> enrollment. So, so hopefully you're 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 fine tuning that process for for the rest of us. And then I and then I know another uh, key point of success, and for for Magellan now, and anybody that's listened to this podcast at any point in time knows that I am a, a super fan of employee generated content and allowing employees to participate and share. You had mentioned early on that there are some populations or employees that love creating content. Yeah. Companies may not always love what they create, but they <laughs> love creating it. So quickly, how has that played a role in the success of Magellan now? Oh, I think it's, I think it's been critical. I really do. Um, so one of the things that we saw in the data that we looked at in, and, and in our surveying um, was with our Facebook product, which essentially replicated Facebook the sort of web experience in a, in a workplace environment was that the people that were using it were really using it mostly for social means, but they were really dedicated to using it. They were, they were power users and um, they were the people that saw the most potential there. So we didn't want to abandon them. Uh, you know, they had, had really committed to, to using it. Um, and then, one of the, the big things, and I think it's a challenge that any company is, is going to have in 2020 and beyond is um, there is a social aspect to work. Um, it's nice to be in an office with people sometimes, you know, and it's nice to be able to talk to people and to interact with other people. And I think, you know, working from home um, can be quite a lonely experience. And I, and I think it is an area of concern for a lot of companies. So, when we realized that we could actually replicate quite a lot of that environment, but also sort of assuage any concerns from sort of our legal department or HR department about sort of free licensing, you know, for people to generate their own content uh, and, and to put some, some rails and guidance up, I think it was um, really helpful because we were able to go to those people in our, in our Facebook environment and say, we've recreated this environment for you in Magellan now. Um, and we recreated certain channels that were performing well in Facebook and, and they continue to perform well in um, social chorus. Um, some of them are work related. Some of them are purely social. Some of them are kind of halfway in between sort of advocacy groups and things like that. Uh, I think our number one channel and, uh, for social is our, our Pets of Magellan 
um, channel, which is, is sharing uh, pictures of pets. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I'm sure anyone who at Magellan who's listening to that will flinch because Pets of Magellan is, is somewhat infamous for being uh, the, the runaway success on some, some of our, our projects. Um, but, you know, once you go into that, it, it, it also helps with that social interaction. You know, for example, just recently, so up until the pandemic, I mean, our St. Louis um, office was by far our biggest office. Um, you know, they've largely gone to working from home. There are some people in the office it is still open, but most folks aren't there. Um, so they were losing out on some of that office culture that they had. And we noticed that they were uh, running their annual costume competition for Halloween um, through Magellan Now, um, which we didn't organize. Um, you know, that, that wasn't something that communications organized. It was something that grew organically, which we love to see. The other thing that we've been doing in there, which, which again, I, I just adore is um, we have a leader mentorship and sort of training program and it's peer to peer. Um, and so the, that team that organizes that we're able to set up uh, channels and allow uh, the folks participating in that program to share their content together in their own channels. It's their own little private environment. Um, and again, you know, the more people we can get in, it's a great way to teach them how to use the program. And, uh, you know, while they're there to, you know, look at um, their, uh, you know, pictures of kittens or, or, or they're in their cooking group and they want to talk about food. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, benefit season's open. Make sure you do everything. You know, the new employee survey is open. Make sure you do that. They have to scroll past all of that to get to what they want. It's great for our traffic. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, a key part of the success we've seen over the last few months. Yeah, sometimes, as you know, you just have to give people what they want. You know, if right. they want cooking, <laughs> if they want pets, as someone who adopted a senior dog during the pandemic, I would be blowing up the feed with pictures of B-Dog in there. <laughs> and, and you're right, that's, that's what people now want is this sense of community, that they, they've lost some of that the geographic sense where they might, for those who could go into an office, they might have lost some of that, but they can still get some of that. I love the example you shared with the St. Louis office doing the costume contest. Well, that's something that sounds very local-based, very culture-based that they would have done had they been in the office. So why not replicate that and use that platform to keep those connections in place? That and and the pets, and, and again, some people might label that stuff as trivial, Mm -hmm. but it's only trivial if it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. It's only trivial to the, to, to the people that matters. They want that. They crave that type of interaction. So kudos to Magellan for uh, allowing that and encouraging that type of content in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's one of those things. It, it, uh, it can be a nice place to be, you know, Magellan, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a nice place to work. And uh, you know, I think it's the, it's not one big thing. It's lots and lots of little things. Uh, and I, and I think that's a, that's a good example of that. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to take 10 seconds to, you know, look at a couple of pictures. Um, you know, you're still in a work environment. You can still go in just like when we were in an office environment, it's fun to take a few minutes to talk to a coworker about their weekend at the coffee mm -hmm. machine. You know, um, you know, we've lost so much of that. It's nice to be able to deliver something that helps. And I really do feel that it does. And, and with, with mental health and mental awareness being at the forefront, that, that can only help. Yes, absolutely. That, 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 that are struggling with, with those connections to, to build that. So we, we, we spent some time talking about uh, the culture and the communications at Magellan Health. You did a great job of, of 
of walking through all that. The podcast is called Culture Comms and Cocktails, though, <laughs> Alex. So I'm curious, you know, what is your favorite cocktail or has there been a cocktail of your pandemic that you've been experimenting <laughs> with? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I can say there's been a, a cocktail of, of the pandemic. Um, uh, you know, I was I had to, I had to think about this. You 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 pre warned me about this question, so I I was thinking about it, and then I did realize that vast vast majority of instead of a cocktail, I am I am a, a rye whiskey kind of guy. So I realized I'm sitting here in, with a with a lumberjack beard and shirt on, and I, I couldn't sound like more of a hipster if I tried. Um, so I, I, you know, I, an old fashioned maybe, but probably I'm going to grumble about there being stuff in, in my whiskey and it will probably just end up being a, a, a straight rye. Oh, nothing, nothing wrong with that. I'm also a whiskey fan, big bourbon fan out there. So, so nothing wrong with keeping it, uh, keeping <laughs> it neat. Alex, again, I want to thank you for, for being on the podcast. And I know we, we spoke before we recorded this. I'm really proud that I did not, uh, call you Axel Rose, <laughs> even though your name is Alex Rose. When I first saw it, I was like, Axel Rose, that's awesome. But Alex, again, thank you for, for taking the time to talk through this, uh, doing all the great work there at Magellan Health. And kudos to you and the team for giving people this platform. They, they told you what they wanted, right? That's the beauty of surveys. Yep. And the, the value is, is giving them that feedback, taking that feedback and saying, you told us this, now we've gone and done this for you. And it's showing that by delivering on that, you've now won over the hearts and minds of employees there. Well, let's hope so, right? <laughs> and and again, thank you for being on the podcast and hope you and your family stay healthy. Uh, same to you. And thank you very much for having me. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.